You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 25. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. It is again a Wednesday morning early before the sun comes up and uh, just thinking about my recruiting day um, and want to talk to you all today about simple recruiting, simplifying your process. Um, Here's we're in mid, mid-January, you're probably in the thick of your hiring. So uh, first quarter is very busy for us recruiters, which can also make it very fun, but it can become really a lot of moving parts. And I've spoken to this a little bit in previous podcasts, but today I want to talk about really focusing your day on keeping it simple. So, and you can do this in many different ways. And the fact is the more simpler you make it, the more productive you'll be. So Sometimes, if you're all like me, I'll have a tendency to overthink things. I'll have a tendency to spend overtime that what's needed. I'll overcomplicate things. And this, for us women can go, or any of us, can be true in our personal lives as well as business, right? But in business, you get really keen on making it super simple because time is of the essence. I mean, it really should be that way in your personal lives too, because I think time is more important even there. But as a business entrepreneur or as a recruiter in the workforce, your time is gold. It is the most important commodity, more than money. So you want to spend your time really efficiently um, and make sure you're spending it the way that you want to spend it and in a way that brings you kind of peace and harmony, right? So some real life examples is, for instance, when you are communicating on your follow-ups. So You know, the fun part of the job in recruiting for most of us is talking to the people. If you're in recruiting, you probably like talking to people um, unless you stay on the sourcing research side where you like just being on the computer quietly looking for the right person and then you send that candidate over to the interviewer, the recruiter. Um, You know, that's fine. That can be a little bit different. And then we'll speak about being really efficient in your sourcing time since your favorite time is just being on the computer and researching. But if you're a recruiter like me and your favorite time is talking to people and then connecting them to the client, which you're talking to the client, and then you're helping close the deal to make them both happy, that's where you want to spend most of your time. You don't want to spend your time on emails, on spreadsheets, on follow-up, on scheduling. However, that's part of the process. And, you know, like we've spoken about in other podcasts, um, you know, that administrative part often is very helpful. So, A lot of times recruiters want to pass that off to an admin. I've definitely done that before, and I still do parts of my job that way. But there are pieces, almost like the scheduling at times, that are helpful to use a recruiter to see how a candidate is in the process, how they are throughout it with their scheduling, with their time, with their follow-up, you'll learn. Um, You get a lot of insights. So there are certain parts like that that you may feel are busy work um, that you really don't want to pass off typically. So, and to keep it simple, you know, I'll give an example of this. Whenever you can, if you're scheduling a good candidate with your um, clients, you know, a lot of times you might have communication on email with the candidate and then you send a separate email, of course, to the client. And, you know, all that takes minutes and time and focus of your day. When you can, and I understand it needs to be when appropriate, not all clients are like this. You have to build a strong relationship and, you know, feel close enough, but I combine those emails, you know, as soon as I can and whenever I can. So as soon as I have a strong candidate, I am copying that to the hiring manager and I'm CCing the candidate. So instead of me going back and forth and scheduling, asking the candidate times and asking the client times and making those emails to connect or talking to an admin, 
I just CC them both and have them, you know, almost start doing it themselves where I'm being copied in the background. Um, so again, there's a little finesse in how you do this and kind of think about it from the beginning so it's not awkward at the very end if you're just copying on that. You might want to try to get it as early as possible where you're copying them on the process. Hold on, my dog wants in. He's been outside playing in the snow. Um, so, and again, a lot of this may seem like, well, yeah, duh, you know, Diane, I've been doing this forever. But the reason I'm saying this, I'm not only speaking in these podcasts to you that have great experience in recruiting, but for you newbies, it just might, you might not realize that. Or you get in the habit of doing something a certain way. You have like your own process and then it's just a habit. You never really seek to improve it or process improve it. You want to kind of always six sigma your process. Like for my GE days, they would train you and constantly look at the process and improve it. Look at the process and improve it. So the more you can do that, the more your day is going to be more enjoyable because you're going to slowly limit the time of things you don't like to do and constantly find ways of increasing the time of the things that you love to do, that you're good at, the things that are really producing the money that you want to produce. So that's you know one little example of scheduling, how to keep it simple, do it via email, do it where you're copying both parties, um, you know, and let them kind of take it from there when possible. The same with the follow-up. A lot of times clients will want to call you and give you other feedback, and then the candidate's calling you and giving you feedback, and then you're calling the client back to then give their feedback. <laughs> and uh, and again, you know, sometimes this is inevitable with certain clients or how things play out, but ideally. What I've gotten to is not even using those phone calls as much. A lot of that can be um, in email. Um, sometimes you want good touch points still, obviously, to see how they're feeling, and, and those are important. But on the duplicate ones, when there's just additional things, emails are great because even if the candidate has a concern, let's say, after the interview, an email, you can then kind of take and cut and paste what they're saying and forward that right to the client so you can get to those concerns very quickly and kind of nip it in the bud versus them calling and telling you about it. You know, you might forget some of the detail as you go on to other candidate interviews that day. By the time you get a client, it might have been born with a candidate losing a deal. It's, you know, all these things happen because there's so much time in the day. And conversations take a lot more energy than these emails, right? And back and forth chats on LinkedIn. So do as much as you can in writing. And uh, especially because the technology is there now, it makes it beautiful. It wasn't always that way. So now you have that capability. And uh, again, as you're, you know, emailing, then when it makes sense, you know, CC both parties um, to make sure they're on the same page before the next step. So that'll go, you know, with your follow-up as well. Now, the closer you get to then closing the deal, um, you know, that will be important to you to have conversations because cold feet sometimes happen with people or they get nervous or they're concerned. So you do want to be touching base at the appropriate, important kind of touch point times. And we'll dig into that more and, and we'll talk about when you look at your recruiting process and on a timeline when those crucial touch points are for both your client and candidate. They start from the very beginning and then right to the end, you want those touch points that we've talked about. So we'll do a whole candidate and client touch point session for you later. But for right now, to keep it simple, because that'll be simple also, um, again, you're really keeping this really easy. And then separate from the process and simplifying it with the, um, you know, the scheduling of the meeting, with the follow-up from the meeting, also when it comes to your reporting and or even how you go about when you're sending candidates over again, like to the client. Um, In the original example, I was thinking of like just when you're working with maybe 
hiring, um, you know, a regular, let's say six figure type of sales rep. Let's say now you're an executive search recruiter and you're hiring a $200,000 COO type. Now for this, and, and you're a retainer, of course, um, for these. So for retainers, and this is something that I've been guilty of in the past because I was taught a certain way of doing the process, you know, whatever, 10 years ago when I first got into executive retain search. And what they would do is, you know, they would have a nice um, template, almost like a spreadsheet, uh, in addition to where they're keeping their clients uh, on the, in, in CRM. But they would have, um, you know, like a spreadsheet, like we all keep to kind of process improve, but they would actually keep that process sheet. Um, they would maintain that and actually send a more glossier copy of that out to the client. A lot of times the admins would fix that up with logos on there and they'd have all the people candidates with the um, with the attachment of the resume. It just looked really pretty, a really pretty spreadsheet, right? That would go not just for internal, but out to the um, out to the client. So since I had learned that years ago, later in my own practice, when I was getting retained clients and, and even other clients, I started doing that, right? My process I incorporated is making that spreadsheet where I would send that to everybody. Like at the end of the week, this is what's going on. This is my pool of candidates. I would let them even see my work. And what I found was, you know, I was overcomplicating that for the client. So what I'm meaning is they're not even looking at it. (laughs) So I was putting this extra time thinking I was better serving the um, clients by sending them what I was utilizing to keep myself straight. If you hear a squeaky toy, that's my dog squeaking his toy in the background. (laughs) He looks out the window at the end of the morning as well, and he's got his toy in his mouth. Um, So anyway, I was sending all this extra information, thinking they would really appreciate that. They would see who I was talking to. And when I sent the good ones over, they could maybe see the top five candidates with the resume, all my notes. But the truth is they weren't reading that. I mean, as you all know, as even hiring managers where, you know, hiring one person, even at a a, maybe a lower level hire, they'll say as top priority, you can barely get them just to read the resume in full, right? They're so busy. So you'll send a resume over um, along with um, Tucker. He's taking his toy outside in the snow. All his toys are in the yard. Um, so you'll, uh, send a resume over and they'll barely read that. They'll read your notes and they'll call the person. That's how a lot of hiring managers are. Now, again, if you get a client that, you know, really appreciates the detail, maybe that works. But the point being is for the, all the extra time that it took me to put the spreadsheet together and make it pretty, <laughs> you know, and I wasn't always using an admin. Um, so that was my time. It really didn't, the payoff for that wasn't as great as I thought it would be. It didn't get any extra reassurance in my client if they were a new client. Um, they weren't even opening the spreadsheet. Most of the time, these guys are on their phones, on their mobiles nowadays, so they're not going to want to go sit at a laptop to pull up the spreadsheet. So, you know, I am back with most of my clients, you know, just even though I'm keeping all that spreadsheet for myself, and I do do a little weekly, you know, touch point where I can just cut and paste the important parts into a simple email. It's not like sending the whole spreadsheets anymore like I was taught years ago with all the attachments because people just don't want all that. They'd rather little bite-sized pieces, send them a quick email with the resume, with your notes, let's get it scheduled, right? So it's really easier for you as well. And the client prefers the simple path. Um, You know, I know I had an old CEO friend of mine who um, uh, always gave me great advice. I learned so much from him. Pete, shout out to you. (laughs) And, you know, he would say certain things like, you know, water always finds its level. It's one thing that, you know, he used to always say, which made me realize you always kind of go back to your base point. But he also would say that water, you know, will find the easiest path, right? 
And I know he studied in seminary when he was young and uh, he was going to be a priest. So he had this real, real spiritual side. But it's true, water finds the path of least resistance. So naturally our flow, and I did a, a podcast on flow yesterday, keeping the flow easy too. But you know, as far as the recruiting process, you want to keep it the simplest way you can do it. So if you have a choice of sending a really complicated email or a simple one, go with simple. Get the most important information in a bite-sized piece and pass that along. When you have an email that there's a lot of information that you think is so important to the client, when you write that email and it looks long, take a breath, look at it, and just start deleting and just pull out the most important parts as if they're really busy and they have like two minutes to look at your email. You want to keep it as simple as simple as e- as possible for the client. And at the end of the day, it's going to keep it as simple as possible for you. So you're kind of giving that gift back to you by thinking more of what the client really needs and wants. And I think we all really want more simplicity in our lives. You want the good stuff, right? You want the quality to stay the same, but you want the quantity to go down, right? You want high quality, efficient time um, to be effective in your job and get rid of all the extra fluff, all the extra phone calls that make you feel busy, all the extra emails and write-ups that make you feel busy, all the busyness doesn't produce money. You're just really busy. And so what I found is that the more I simplify my recruiting process, the simpler and more in control of my days are. I find all this extra time in my day because I'm just not answering phone calls with certain people I used to maybe thought I had to answer. I'm not getting back to everyone that reaches out to me on LinkedIn like I used to feel obligated to do because I can't help all those people right now. I focus on who am I helping right now? What are my top priorities today? And that simplifies not just the day for me mentally, but it simplifies the process. So all the other fluff can flow away. So I really hope that's helpful. And I'm not sure if I'm going kind of maybe too deep into this when a lot of times I know, especially if you're new, you're just into getting the job done. And that can happen however it happens, right, without a lot of thought into how. But if you can really try from the beginning to think about how you want it to be the whole time, how you want it to be at the end, how you want to feel, you know, it's not, again, not just about how it's going to feel when you bring in that big check, but who cares if the big check was, you know, 50,000, 20,000, 10,000 check if the whole process was brutal, what your success should be is you get that twenty, fifty, ten thousand dollar check, whatever your fee is, and the process was awesome. That I believe makes you a success and where you feel like you're having a winning process, where your family stayed in balance, where you had your day, um, your process was simple. Of course, life is going to throw you um, curveballs. And yesterday I was like that. On a, it was a Tuesday and I was actually working through a spreadsheet that I realized to myself, I'm putting way too much time into this. Is this really serving me or the clients? Is there a simpler way? And so I'm constantly, even 20 years later, saying, okay, I'm fixing and tweaking my process and how I send things out or how I communicate. And it usually happens if I have a brand new client, a really big client that I'm trying to impress. I sometimes spend too much time I just need to take it breath and flow like I do with all my other clients, right? Knowing that it's worked well in the past, I'll be fine in the future. But that's where I think for some of us, we kind of feel like, okay, we have to put it in full gear again. But remember to stick with what's simple, remember what's worked in the past, and only, you know, go with that. So I hope that was helpful because I really want you to have the right frame of mind. It is Wednesday, everybody. So (laughs) um, I think I was saying, you know, Wednesday mornings, I like because we're halfway through the week. So if you're anything like me in recruiting, you know, Mondays can be a little nuts. A lot of the bad news might come over Tuesday. Ugh, you know, it's still Tuesday, but you're getting in the flow. You might hit some of the bumps and everything. 
Um, and you know, I was working like last night just to make my Wednesday easier. Um, but, uh, Wednesday now I feel like it's going to be a busy day and my day is scheduled. Um, so yesterday wasn't as scheduled as I would have liked it because I had a lot of other stuff kind of going on that I had to circle back some admin stuff I didn't like. <laughs> um, but today I have it set up to, I have my interviews, um, just a couple in the morning and just one in the afternoon, but I put the due diligence in and kind of screening and weeding out all the people that I would probably waste a week's of my time. So I'm not going to talk to three people. I'm sure all three are knock on wood are going to be pretty good. At least two of the three, I think would be very good to send to the clients. So I'll have my two today. Like we talk about process and getting at least one or two good ones each day. Um, so I hope you are getting that kind of same place and you have a good day scheduled for yourself. If not, make it happen for tomorrow because then it'll be Friday. And then you just kind of take a nice deep breath and look at a week well done. Isn't it crazy when you look at the calendar, you know, talking about process and time going by and you wonder where does time go, right? So it's so fun when early in the week, you just make sure you're making your week happen early. So by Friday, as another week passes, another business week closes, you just feel like you push that ball, you know, even further to where your goal is. Is. Um, and we'll talk about that kind of stuff later as well. But uh, I hope this is helpful. Again, for um, anyone new there, you can definitely check out my book, Work From Home Headhunter, that kind of goes into a lot of this process stuff more deeply. I give interviews in there, questions, how I would track myself. Um, of course, it's already evolved from there. That, that was five years ago. So I am putting together a new program for 2Q. Um, but for now, if you want to join any weekly calls to go deeper into your own problems where you need help, sign up at headhuntinghousewives.com. Um, it's free to join that. And that way we can help everyone in a group format as we kind of go into 2Q and get on some waiting list. And then whoever I can get on some weekly calls, I'm doing that as I, as I can and have time. So in the meantime, I just hope these free podcasts can help get you to where you're going. Uh, best of luck, happy hunting, and I will talk to you hopefully tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It is completely free to join and we offer lots of great advice, support, and even a little inspiration. So please come join us at headhuntinghousewives.com. That is housewives with a V.com. And yes, this still is for you men as well. Hope to see you all there.